Adrienne. Hi, how's it going? Oh, it's going so well. And I'm so thrilled that you have joined uh, the phone call anchor podcast taping. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, Adrienne, you know, yes. this week's Parsha is so interestingly named Vayechi, which means, mm-hmm. of course, and Jacob lived, Vayechi Yaakov. Yet, ironically, it is about his death, and it ends with the death of Yosef. In fact, the final words in all of Sefer Bereshit, in the book of Bereshit, is that Joseph dies. Um, But I know that you also were struck by this life idea, and therefore selected a poem to that. It's true. I was really interested in the idea of living within the context of these sort of the deaths that provide almost bookends to this particular Parsha. Um, So I chose a poem by Marie Howe called What the Living Do. Um, Marie Howe was my teacher's teacher. Um, I was lucky enough to meet her and spend a lot of time actually talking about living and living with poetry and making a life of poetry. And it was, it was a conversation that still sticks with me to this day. Um, so I selected her poem, What the Living Do. Um, would you like me to read it now? I think that would be just terrific. And I just want to continue to so appreciate, Adrian, that you are a teacher here at SHA and a poet, and you bring so much to this conversation about the Parsha. Oh, well, I am happy to be lucky and happy to be invited. And um, I just get love getting to share your thoughts and getting to share in your ideas. Like It feels like a privilege. Um, well, let's hear the poem. Thank you. Excellent. What the living do. Johnny, the kitchen sink has been clogged for days. Some utensil probably fell down there and the Drano won't work, but smells dangerous. And the crusty dishes have piled up, waiting for the plumber I still haven't called. This is the everyday we spoke of. It's winter again. The sky is a deep, headstrong blue, and the sunlight pours through the open living room windows because the heat's on too high in here, and I can't turn it off. For weeks now, driving or dropping a bag of groceries in the street, the bag breaking, I've been thinking, this is what the living do. And yesterday, hurrying along those wobbly bricks in the Cambridge sidewalk, spilling my coffee down my wrist and sleeve, I thought it again, and again later when buying a hairbrush. This is it. Parking, slamming the car door shut in the cold, what you call that yearning, what you finally gave up. We want the spring to come and the winter to pass. We want whoever to call or not call, a letter, a kiss, We want more and more and then more of it. But there are moments walking when I catch a glimpse of of myself in the window glass, say, the window of the corner video store, and I'm gripped by a cherishing so deep for my own blowing hair, chapped face, and unbuttoned coat that I'm speechless. I am living. I remember you. You know, I've heard the poem once or twice, and... (laughs) It really, each time I hear it, I think of something new. And 
this go round, I have to tell you, Adrian, that I am struck by the fact that this poem is, I feel, telling us this is what the living do in contradistinction to those who have passed away. And what's interesting is that, that in Parshat Vayechi, Yaakov is getting ready to pass away. And he calls his children and he says, let me tell you what will happen in the end of days. Mm-hmm. And, but then he doesn't. And that, the commentaries yes. say that it eluded him, that he was stopped from revealing that. And it's a very similar message to this poem. This poem is telling us life is for the living. Yes. And I would love for you to speak a little bit about this idea of yearning and and the tension of being alive and yet yearning. Um, I think I think we live with a yearning. I think life is yearning. I think we're always looking for, I think we're always looking for, we want the spring to come and the winter to pass. We're looking for the next thing, the next, the next, the next. And what brought me to this poem is that Yaakov is not, there is no next for him. There isn't in a way that there are for his children. Um, but yet there is in a way, right? Because of his, you know, the, the legacy. I think this poem is also in a way about legacy and about what we leave. And in the loss that the speaker has experienced, she is reminded to, to yearn. She is reminded to continue to want. That living is in a way a want. And uh, we are always wanting. We want relationships we want things we want what's next um and i think the yearning is is just a i think it's a human thing that is bigger than any of us i think also there's a piece of that yearning that is yearning for holiness that is yearning for some kind of relationship with the divine. And, and I have thought about that a lot as we have moved through the Yosef story because his brothers always want to do him harm, but it is in his relationship to God that he is brought good. So go ahead. No. And I I think that what's also so fascinating about this poem is, you know, we've been walking through the Yosef story and dealing with the Mm COVID-19 situation and that so many things we took for granted that we cannot take for granted again. And she almost is describing those things, parking, slamming the car door shut, even seeing our reflection in a store window. It's some things that we have learned to cherish. Um, I love that she mentions the video store. I don't think we have too many same, of those anymore. Same. That for <laughs> me was this, this sort of like that yearning. I remember standing in front of the Blockbuster video on Forbes Avenue waiting for my <laughs> mother to pick me up from like, oh. I don't know if I was going to a sleepover or from a sleepover, but it's, it is this sort of the the video, the corner video store window always makes me think of this sort of moment of like both that independence and also that still, you know, being the dependent kid um, of my own experience. And so I see that, you know, the corner video store, I'm like, oh, Um, 
And it's so symbolic, actually, of really, ironically, progress. You yes. Know? Yes. We and, don't. And now, you know, the same device that I'm recording this podcast on, I could be watching movies on. Yes. And, you know, and and time just marches on. It's what the living do. It is. It is. And that I think that March is also part of that yearning. I think that that the need to keep going is also a sense of yearning. Um, and I wonder also, you know, I mentioned legacy. I wonder if that yearning is also um, in an effort to sort of participate in someone's legacy. Is that how we are participating, participating in Yaakov's legacy? Um, well, I don't have an and, answer. And, That's just sort of a, a question. Well, I think what's really exciting about this poem is and the partial when we take them together is that this poem is about the present. Yes. And, and, um, and in fact, telling us, you know, what's past is past. We're living in the present. That's what living do. And you can't reveal what's going to be the future either. No, no, it's true. It's true. And the present is beautiful in its, in its boring mundane way, right? That cherishing from my own chapped face and blowing hair, the present, you know, the present is life and life is for the living. Um, gosh, I'm going to remember that for a long time. Um, and I wonder if that yearning is also like a, a communal thing. I actually wrote in the margin of my page, does the yearning belong to somebody or to all of us? Well, I feel that what's interesting in this moment right now is that what we have truly struggled with is community. Yes. And you know, we can all be in our individual homes living. That's what we do. But we have been struggling with how do we create community? And ironically, in this time when it's so hard to do that. Yes. And one way is, of course, to share ideas as we are doing that right now. Absolutely. And I would be remiss if we would not talk about the very difficult situation at the end of this whole entire book of Bereshit, where the brothers kind of bring a white lie to Joseph, yes. to Yosef and say, oh, dad told us that you should forgive us. And, oh. you know, and they too are yearning. Yes. Yes. I think they are yearning for that to be a reality. Um, I think they are yearning maybe for that closeness with their brother that they did not have, you know, by their own choices that they did not have. And I'm also wondering if that is a foreshadowing of what's to come with the end of Bereshit and the entrance into Shemot and all of the, all the difficult things that are going to come with Shemot. With all of the slavery yes. that you know, in the hardship and the slavery and the foreshadowing here of them offering to be slaves yes. to Joseph. And, you know, the to, there are those who say that we were enslaved as a result of the brothers selling Joseph down as a slave. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think what the living do is mess up. That's true. <laughs> and I think, and, and, and the, the poem even says that, right? Yeah, like the Drina won't work, but smells dangerous. The dishes are, are piling up. I still haven't called the plumber. This is the everyday we spoke of. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's the everyday they spoke of, obviously, with a person who's no longer there, Johnny, the kitchen sink. And, mm -hmm. and I love that she's talking to him. Johnny, that kitchen sink has been clogged for days. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Where are you? Where are you? Wait, you're not here. You're not in this every day like you had been. But I can still carry on. I can still be gripped by a cherishing so deep. I can still That's yearn. And I, I was about to say that sentence. I'm gripped by a sh- cherishing so deep for my own blowing hair, chapped face, and unbuttoned coat. You know, this is a broken world. Mm-hmm. And, that, and what we do, what the living do, is we struggle with it. It's true. It's true. It is. We struggle with it. And I think we can find beauty in, in the broken things. We can find beauty in what is difficult. Um, we can find beauty yeah. in ourselves wrestling with the difficult things. And who of us have not spilled coffee down the wrist and the into worst. our plate? I'm sorry. That, <laughs> that to me, that was the one part in the poem where I was just like, oh, gosh, no. Uh, we can all feel that. All right. So, uh, Adrian, thank you for talking poetry and Parsha. Thank you for having and me as always. Wonderful. All right. Well, wonderful. Take Shabbat care. shalom. Shabbat shalom.